All right, welcome back to another episode of Sports Pulls Podcast. Uh, Nick, how you doing today? Good, man. How are you? It's nice to see your face in person this time. Yeah, if you guys don't know, this is our second time we've been able to do a in-person recording. It's a lot better for us, a little bit more fun, uh, hopefully a little bit better of a learning yeah, or listening experience for you guys. Yeah, it's a bit more fluent for us at that point. Yeah, so... Um, Today we're going to talk about the Super Bowl preview. As you guys know, uh, or maybe don't know, the uh, Chiefs are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl tomorrow at 6.40 uh, Eastern Time down in Tampa Bay. Is that early? Yep. 6.40? Okay. Yep. And um, after that, you know, in honor of tonight's NFL awards, we're just going to quick go over what we had already talked about a few episodes ago about who our picks were. Yeah. Um, you want to start or do you want me to start? Go for it. I want to mine. So, I like when I look at this stuff. Obviously, it's nice when the teams play each other in the regular season because you get to see you know what they're about. But they played week twelve, I believe. So we're what, almost ten weeks past that. So they're different teams by now. Um, they had the kind of the same makeup. You know, Brady and Mahomes were both going to throw the ball. Uh, neither team had much success running the ball at all. Uh, Jones and Fournette combined for seventy-seven, and then Mahomes and Alara combined for a little over sixty-five yards. So. You know, neither team ran the ball well. It came on the quarterback play, but, you know, we talked about this before. The Chiefs, you know, they played one really good half of football where I believe they scored 20-something points in the first half, and then, you know, they let Tampa back into the game. Eventually, they held on. They uh, had that game-winning drive. Uh, They didn't put any points up, but they held the ball for over three and a half minutes, uh, not allowing Brady to get back on the field, and they ended up winning 27-24. We know what Tyreek Hill did in the first uh, first quarter, I should say. He had two touchdowns, 203 yards. Um, and Mahomes threw for 300 yards in the first half. So, you know, if they can repeat that, I don't think the Chiefs will have any problem uh, with this matchup. Uh, obviously, they're not going to run the ball. They're playing the best run defense in the in the league. Uh, so it's really going to come off Mahomes' play and how the receivers get open. You know, they're fast, they're athletic. But that's one thing that Tampa does kind of match up well. They're young. Their secondary is young. Their secondary is athletic. So... It'll be fun to see how they're going to adjust to play the speed of Tyreek Hill, to play those crossing routes, as we talked about, where they get all their men's in full speed. And we can see all the trick plays, the end rounds, all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see, but I think the Chiefs will end up pulling out this game. I'm going to go somewhere around 38, 35, maybe 32, 38, somewhere somewhere in the 30s, 40s for both teams. I don't think the defenses are going to really have their way in this one because of how good both quarterbacks are. Yeah, you know, I kind of agree with you. Just as a little bit of a preview, like, if you guys don't know, this is the Chiefs' second straight Super Bowl. Um, you know, they won last year versus the 49ers, who were a dominant defensive team. Yep. Obviously, they didn't need to worry about the offense as much, but they've seen their fair share of, you know, elite defenses. Um, on the flip side... For Tampa Bay, this they are the first team ever to play in the Super Bowl at the hosting stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they will be the away team because the record's not as good. And the lower seed. Yeah, and the, the lower seed, but you know they're still going to be technically playing at their home field, so that'd be interesting. Um, biggest storyline is probably you know Patrick Mahomes versus Tom, Tom Brady. Brady yeah. uh, you know Tom Brady, who's considered by many as the greatest of all time. Not by us. Not by us. Um, you know, is appearing in his 10th Super Bowl. Yep. Um, also be playing in a second. Yeah, sec- straight. second straight Super Bowl. You know, he was the MVP last year of the Super Bowl. You know, this could go a long way towards both of their legacies, whichever way this, you know, right. well, tends to 
folds. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think if Brady loses is gonna demeanor his legacy, but I think if he wins it does help it. You know? Yeah. Um you know, looking at this it'll be an interesting matchup. The Chiefs, you know, they're the sixth uh in points per game for their offense. They are first in yards per game. Um the biggest matchup obviously, like we said, is the defense. Um, for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's defense is 8 in points per game. They are 6th in yards per game, and they're tied 5th in turnovers. Um, they're, they're not a team that tends to, you know, be overly, uh, like, I guess, like, fancy in terms of their turnovers, but they find a way to do it. It happens at weird times. They get the, like we saw, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, they've wow. been able to intercept him. Uh, they force fumbles because they have their big guys up, you know, up front in the middle with Vita Vey and Adama Kinsu, and then Shaq JPP, Barrett and JPP on Devante the outside. David. Yeah, so you know they they find a way to do it, and it'll be interesting. We already talked about Mahomes. If he, as long as he can kind of not turn the ball over, I think the the Chiefs have a pretty you know favorable matchup. Um, Kelsey and Hill have been basically unstoppable in this postseason. Um, in the postseason, Tyreek Hill has had 17 catches for 282 yards. Um, Kelsey's had 21 receptions for you know 227 and three touchdowns. While the Buccaneers have a you know young secondary, that's like the biggest problem that they have because their passer rating against is terrible. You know, at least for individual like stats, the only one that has a respectable like respectful number is uh, I think. Jamal Dean, you know, yeah. uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and uh, Carlton Davis uh, had a fits with the Chiefs earlier in Week 12. Um, they, they just looked lost. They're young and yeah, they're athletic, but they're just not as athletic as the Chiefs. That's the, no, I, and that's the problem that everybody in this yeah, league has. No, no team is. That's the problem. You know, we, we saw you know Hill on a 71-yard catch last week make everybody on the Bills look absolutely slow. Yeah, it was like, a five-yard pass. He took 71 yards. Exactly. So. It, while, you know, the Buccaneers have started to play a little bit better, I just, I don't see them being able to contain them. That's why I agree with you that it's going to be a shootout, probably. No question. Um, you know, I'm just going to, how it's going to be. It will be interesting, though. Uh, we talked about this, how this could affect them. Uh, Eric Fisher is out with the torn Achilles now um, for the Chiefs. So their left tackle in this game will be Mike Remmers. He's a journeyman guy. He's been, you know, around the league for a while He's got experience, but he's no Eric Fisher. He, he's not as athletic. He's a little bit older. The only thing that I would say that helps him is probably his experience. Um, you know, but helps. yeah. But the fact that you're going up against JPP and Shaq Barrett, who you know, constantly both flip sides, they're yeah. they're both very versatile in that way. And they both played really well they, this season. Yeah, they played really well this season. You know, one thing that people don't understand about uh, JPP and uh, Shaq Barrett is even when they're not getting sacks, they're basically always in the top 10 in the league in terms of quarterback hits. They pressure the quarterback a lot. Yeah. Um, You know, they see blitzes with Devin White, who had nine sacks this season from his middle linebacker position, which is huge. However, on the flip side, I don't know how a blitz is going to work against Patrick Mahomes. We talked about it earlier today. Mahomes is the best quarterback there's no question against about it. the blitz. No question. He had a no 132.7, you know, pass rating um, against the blitz this season with 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, it it is big for them if that can be the case. If you know they want to play aggressive on defense for Tampa Bay, that's fine. But then you need to figure out a way to cover 
all for other people, you know. Yeah. And they have to be smart about it. Exactly. Because you know that you're going to get burned. Yeah, and you not can't... that Todd Bowles is, you know, bad at what he's doing. He's an experienced defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, Todd Bowles is probably one of done. the best defensive coordinators, you know, coordinators in the league. Yeah. But, you know, you're just outmatched athletically. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Especially when you have the arm talent at quarterback like Mahomes, who can sling it in every single arm slot possible. He's going to find a way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I do think that the uh, Tampa Bay defense really has a hold on, obviously, like you said, is the run game. But up the middle, they um, have Ndamukong Su and Vita Vea. And while the Chiefs are you know pretty ba- uh, decent at you know pass rush, they only allowed uh, 24 sacks this season, which was fifth, uh, you know, least in the NFL this season, which is huge for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, well, especially because Mahomes gets around a lot. Exactly, so it's hard to sack a guy that's as mobile and the only, plays like yeah. he does out of the pocket. So the Chiefs have a great center. Um, however, Andrew Riley, their guard, has become one of the most you know liable. You know, left guards, right guards in the league, depending on where he's been playing. And while I'm not saying I expect a huge game, you know, Ndamukong Sue and Vita Vey are both guys that, even though they're bigger, are both very, very athletic. You know, Vita Vey was a former running back in high school. He was a first-round pick, too. Yeah, so he's, he can move it. And let it be known that the they can rush the passer, and it'll be interesting how they want to, like, dial things up against Patrick Mahomes because they're going to have to force his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, if they let him sit back there all day, that's when you get into issues because, you know, everybody else on their team is just too athletic. They find the soft spot. We talked about Travis Kelsey and his ability to find the open zone. Mm-hmm. He is by far one of the best, if not the best tight end that I've seen in the last few years being able to just get open. Yep. You know, we understand that Kittle is good, but Kittle was hurt this season at after Kelsey's season, breaking the touch, you know, receiving yards for, you know, tight ends, it, it's just, it's hard not to say that he is the best, because he is. No, you know, he is. He, There's like, no question about that. I mean, when we see San Francisco finally get a quarterback, maybe it'd be different. Maybe but... we'll have a different conversation, but right now, yeah, Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. Yeah, and, and, and there's really nothing about that. Um, on the opposite side, if the Bucks are going to win, they need Tom Brady to play better. You know, I don't really care what people say. Oh, Tom Brady's so good. He's so clutch. He threw for fifty-five percent last week and three picks. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, last time they played in the conference championship. Yeah, that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. And they shouldn't have won them that game. And yeah, they shouldn't have won that game. You know, they they got lucky with you know Kevin King being hurt. He was such a liability out there. And a couple and, of bad bad miss calls and actual calls. Yeah, so it's just it's tough. But they won't win a game this week if that's what's going to happen. No. They're going to, and I think this was what we will see. I think they're going to run it a little bit more. Leonard Fournette and yeah, Ronald Jones. played well in the postseason. Yeah. But they both saw success in the second half of the game versus the Chiefs earlier in the season. The Chiefs went up 17 nothing in that game in the first quarter. However, towards the end of the game, you know, they were looking a little bit sloppy and they couldn't tackle Ronald Jones or, you know, excuse me. Yeah, Ronald Jones yeah, and Ronald Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just, it'll be interesting how they play out. Obviously, you know, Brady tends to throw the ball a lot. But he tends to turn the ball over this year. Yes, so he does. That'll, that'll be big to watch. And, you know, the Chiefs, who I think were tied fifth in interceptions this season, they can turn, you know, they can yeah. get the ball away. And on the flip side of that, when they turn the ball over, their offense is so explosive, especially in short fields, yeah. that if you give them maybe two turnovers, you're not digging yeah. yourself out of this hole, especially with this team. Exactly. And no shot. 
if you are the Buccaneers, one thing that you need to take advantage of is the Chiefs in the red zone. The Chiefs are the worst red zone defense in the league. Yeah. They it's there's they're thirty second in you know touchdowns allowed in the red zone because it's just they're decent, you know, in like that, you know, thirty to thirty range. But once you get into that red zone, it's a different story. They have a young secondary also. Um, you know, but Legarius Need has the, actually the best pass rating against for the uh, quarterback uh, cornerbacks on the Chiefs' defense, which I think is, you know, great for them because they need somebody to play well. Yeah, um, and they use him like they use him fun because they blitz him a lot. We saw him against the Bills; he had a couple of sacks and a lot of couple of quarterback pressures. Yeah, so he played well. He's he's a really athletic guy. I think he runs in from that four, four, three, four. Yeah, he's four, he's a yeah, four, he's a three. really guy. Really fast guy. He's athletic. You think he's a little bit bigger at six one. Yeah. Um. You know, it'll be interesting to see how they decide to match up. If if Antonio Brown is healthy, that means they need to account yeah. for three to four. You know, more than capable wide receivers. I would, I would say five. Scotty yeah. Miller, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, Godwin. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying I'm not counting Gronk as a wide receiver. Uh, the Chiefs, yeah. as a defense, uh, are. S- Think when I say they're second fewest allowed yards uh, to wide receivers this season, which is huge. Yeah. Especially versus the Buccaneers, who have, like we said, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and you know Scotty Miller has been great for them the last like every now and then. If AV plays. Exactly. They're going to need to find a way to shut it down. Of course, with Jerry Sneed, Rashawn Breland, they have people that can do it. And of course, you have the Honey Badger, who's all yep. over the field. The you know another All Pro selection for him this you know this season. Yep. It'll be interesting to see how it works out. You know they have Juan Thornhill in the back. He's not terrible. Plays he, well when asked to. Yeah, yeah. He's he's another athletic guy. He tends to make plays when he like big plays when he needs to. Yeah. Um, Dirty Dan Sorsen, uh, yeah, you know. He made the play, which should have been a flag, but he made that play in Cleveland that saved a touchdown and probably saved that game. Yeah, and he made a couple of big plays last year, um, I think, in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's a good postseason player. Exactly. He's not the uh, most athletic guy. He's or not consistent. Yeah, he's definitely not consistent. Um, he, he won't wow you in pass coverage, but he'll find a way to at least make a play, and I think that's what we'll see. Yeah. He'll probably be a pretty good matchup against uh, Gronk. You know, at It'd least be at least because see. they're gonna have to double him. They just don't have the size to no, cover not him. At all. Their secondary is small. Yeah, like they're athletic, but they're small. And that's something we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they play Mike Evans, a guy who's what six four, six five, six five. Yeah, so a guy like that who's very physical and plays taller than six five. Yeah, so. I mean they did a decent job against him at first in the first game, but yeah, he but always finds a way. That for that for the I mean the whole team played terrible first half. I mean their defense didn't. I mean their defense didn't play bad, but it's kind of hard to contain that offense, and especially when you're like your offense isn't complementing how well on defense you were playing, especially Tom yeah. Brady, who had turned the ball over twice in that first half. So it'll be interesting to see that they need, they need to play four, four quarters of a football game, which is something that, you know, it's ironic to say as a Falcons fan, but <laughs> <laughs> they need to play four quarters of football. And I've said this all year that they are a very good first half team, but we've seen them collapse, but hold on to games. Now this is a quarterback as much as I hate to say, it's, this is a guy you you don't want to try and hold on against, you know, as much as I, I, I despise watching the guy and, you know, and, you know, we, we shit talk him on the show all the time, but you know, he is a guy that you have to give credit to. And he's a guy that you can't let come back into a game. And for whatever reason it is, he just, 
he has that factor that you know he'll get himself back into the game. He he's tried and he's done it. As a Falcons fan, he's done it. He's pulled himself out of holes that you thought were impossible. So <laughs> obviously it's gonna be a good game. You just you can't let that guy back in the game. Yeah, and we saw it in Week Twelve. They almost came back versus the Chiefs. And yeah, the Chiefs held the ball for over three and a half minutes, to, not allowing Brady back in the field to barely hold on. Yeah, it, it, so. it's tough. They're explosive. They're explosive in their own right. They might not be a one-play team like the Chiefs, but they can definitely they, they do can. it. They they find a way to drive. You know they have speed. Yep. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are known to be extremely good. You know deep route. You know catching guys. Scotty Miller, same way. Antonio yeah. Brown. We've seen him be a, a you know two three catch guy. That you know he's a deep play guy for them. Yeah, so. exactly. You know they'll find a way around it. I think it'll be a really really good game. As much yeah. as it pains me, it's gonna be a fun game. I mean. Look, it's going to be a fun game for football fans. Maybe not fun games for guys like us who don't want to see Tom Brady, Tom Brady succeed <laughs> in this game. So it's going to be competitive. These are, I mean, you know, I would have never guessed Tampa would be in the Super Bowl this year. But, you know, you look at their roster and they just, they don't get enough credit. I mean, yeah, their front seven is impeccable. Yeah. Devin White, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, all those guys. I mean, yeah, Devin insane. White, JPP, Levante David, those guys are insane. Their secondary... Not so great, but you look at that roster, the receivers, they have five very capable receivers. Mm-hmm. Tristan Wirfs has played awesome, so their offensive yeah. line has been good. Yeah. You know, you add Tom Brady, as much as he hates me to say, he's a he's a top ten quarterback in the league at this point. So yeah. I mean, you look at that roster and they don't get enough credit yeah, for it, they, but they're really freaking talented. Yeah, they probably have one of the best guards in Ali Marpet. You know. Yep. Um Donovan Smith, their left tackle, has been pretty pretty good this season and also. On the other side, Tristan Wirfs has played yeah, well. Right ta- yeah, right tackle. You know, yeah. they, they've they've had a very, you know, and the funny part to me is I feel like their running backs don't even put up the numbers that they should, but both of the running backs who are both bigger than six feet tall and run, you know, faster than four fours yeah. is insane. If you watch these guys, they run the ball hard. Ronald Jones, for people, you know, when he came out of USC, we're like, man, why, like, He's going to be kind of just a speed guy. Man, he just lowers his yeah, shoulder. He doesn't he care about you. He's, he's just a hard runner. Yeah. And, I mean, same with Fortnite. I mean, even at LSU, even in Jacksonville, you know, he was like, he was, there's nothing there in Jacksonville. They're yeah. a bad team. Yeah. Maybe not this year. It'll be fun to see in the offseason what, they are, what they're going to be with Urban Meyer there. But, you know, when Fortnite was playing there, nothing. And you saw him in the, this postseason, I mean, even against Washington. Yeah. Washington has a freaking good, good defense. defense yeah. And he just went through them. Yeah, they, they're a very talented team. Team, yeah, you know, and they don't get credit for it at all. I, I would argue they have the most talented roster in the league. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, the only the only reason do. why that this is going to be a game is because the Chiefs are just that explosive. Yeah, they're explosive. They're, they're, like if the Chiefs' defense plays decent, they they should win this. If game. the Chiefs play, play as well as they did in the AFC Championship game with l- absolute lockdown yeah. coverage, they, they should be fine. Buffalo. They should be yeah. fine. You know, obviously with Tom Brady, you don't need to worry about. He's not going to get out of the pocket like Josh Allen yeah. did. He's going to stay in the pocket. He obviously doesn't throw the ball as hard. But, you know. like you said, the Chiefs blitz under 40% this year. So, you know, Brady struggles against the blitz. So, they're going to have to be creative with their yeah, blitzes. The Chiefs were the top blitzing team in the league. Were they? Yeah. I thought Tampa was. No. No? No. Okay, well, they're going to have to be creative <laughs> with it. They have a good offensive line, like I just said. Gronk is a more than capable blocker. You know, yeah, Ronald Jones yeah. and Fournette, they're both big guys. They can block. So they're going to, they have protection. They have guys there, and their wide receivers are very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gronkowski is very good. So it, like you said, they're going to have to shut down like they did in Buffalo, but their receiving court is yeah. 10 times more than Buffalo. So Fon Diggs <laughs> might be the best wide receiver in the league, but they have four to five top five receivers yeah. at each of their respective positions. Exactly. And then it, if, if this is a thing that appeals to you, because I know it does, it appeals to me. 
Tampa Bay has the worst kickoff coverage. So, cue Miko Hardman yeah, because, Hardman. you know, he's top five in the league in terms of average uh, kick return yards. Um, they We've seen them throw out, you know, Byron Pringle out there too, another super fast guy. If they really want to, they yeah. can even run Tyree out Tyreek Hill. We'll yeah. see that. They've, we've seen that happen. Well, look at what the Saints did. They had two punt returns. One of them should have been a touchdown. There's a yeah, really exactly. bad call on a block in the back, and, you know, another one went within the red zone. So yeah. they're bad on special teams, which is something that they can take advantage of yeah. because of how athletic their offense I've always said the special teams is one of the biggest things to look out for, and, you know, in yeah. a game, especially in the postseason. It, it changes the game, and if you're the Chiefs, if you get that kickoff first, who knows? Yeah. Like, you might have a chance to get into a really good field position yeah. to start the game. No, I agree. You know, they, they give up about the, their average starting you know point after a kickoff return is usually 30 yards from the kickoff, you know, the, where they get the ball. So if you're starting after that 35, 40-yard range with, after a good return, that is huge for a team that's that explosive. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it works out. I know this is going to be a very fun game to watch. It's um, going to be fun. You know, I think this is probably one of the better matchups that we would have seen out of all the teams that were in the playoffs. I think Green Bay would have been a fun matchup to watch. Yeah, but they're just not... They're not exciting. They're not exciting. No. As much as it pains me, the Buccaneers can be exciting because they're very methodical yeah. with the way but that they work. But Brady can't throw the ball. He struggles to throw the ball far, so... Which I think will be interesting to see how he actually does against the Chiefs. You know, they the Buccaneers are, you know, third in, you know, completions uh, over 20 yards. They had 67 completions this season on throws over 20 yards, which to me... One is about two things. Receivers. Just the teams, just receivers, how dominant they are. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, like you said, are dominant at the at the point of catch. They are just. We saw it last week with Chris Godwin just mossing somebody on a pretty yeah, terrible, a terribly throw. thrown ball. You know, like Mike Evans did a really good catch against a one on one ball in the red zone. Yeah, just get the first score of the game. Exactly. There. So you know, and then the other thing is also just the play calling or like just the scheme. They're doing a good job of keeping that spot open that it allows Brady to look like he's making these amazing throws when really, yeah, really it's just not, wide open yeah, because nobody open. yeah and the receivers are just that good yeah they're, they're getting get the a, they have good route running they're fast I mean Mike Evans for as big as he is should not be as fast as he is because no. it, I mean we said the same thing about Derrick Henry it's exactly just, it's, some of these guys are just freakishly athletic and you know it'll be a very fun game to watch because like we said there's just freak of nature's on both sides yeah there's just explosiveness everywhere except i mean and obviously not having good defenses on either side of the ball helps yeah. for a, a shootout and an explosive game. yeah not saying either defense is bad they both specialize in something and neither things is, like the 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 bucks specialize in rush uh, rush defense chiefs don't run the ball yeah and the chiefs just they're just good around everywhere but the buccaneers can call pretty much anything they want yeah the, the one thing that the chiefs i guess would should be happy with is the Chiefs are tenth in passer rating and yards, uh, you know, against per game, uh, in terms of passing, which which is big, mm -hmm. because like we said, Tom Brady throws the ball a lot, yeah, and you know, the ball what forty one times in that last matchup, yeah, and they are they're fifth in opponent completion percentage, a game after Tom Brady throws for fifty five percent. I mean, I'm excited to see this because you know if he's as great as he, you know, is supposed to be, then he should be playing a lot better than. 55 percent yeah but you know time will tell 640 tomorrow it'll be really fun to watch yeah we'll be together watching it yeah i, I know that we can't wait to cover it on tuesday so yeah. 
Um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, maybe this is a start of a dynasty. In my no, opinion, it definitely, it definitely is. is. They're young. Yeah. Young. Um, if you are a Bucks fan, honestly, also be excited. Yeah, you're, you're going to draft a quarterback at some point that'll help. I mean, their offense is young, their yeah. defense is very young. So, I mean, both these teams are going to be competitive for a long time if Tampa gets the quarterback of the future that they need. Obviously, Brady's not going to be there forever. He's 43 years old. So, but if you're a big Tom Brady fan, then hopefully your guy right. gets a seventh. You'll, but see, you'll probably see him in the postseason next year, barring something terrible. Yeah. So. so Nick said, what, 38, 32, 35? I, I'll stick 35, 38. All right. I, I will probably go with the 35, 28 or 31, 28. I think it'll be a one-score game. Yeah, no, Whether no it's a field goal or a touchdown, it'll be a close game. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited to watch this. You know, I'm people have com- compared this to LeBron and Michael Jordan. I couldn't. I feel like that couldn't be any more true. You know, they're both going to be respectively the best, and they're probably their generation. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah, argue no. which one's better at the, this point right now, but yeah. it, it'll be so much fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be fun to compare them at the end of their careers. Um. So going into that tonight, there is the NFL honors. Um, yep. We did do an episode briefly on this uh, yeah. before. I believe that was three weeks ago up to this point yeah. i tried to look for it yesterday it's somewhere yeah it was on a when Wednesday. yeah it was on a wednesday. wednesday it was a wednesday or a friday we talked about it, it it's, it's somewhere in the past it, it definitely was talked about early january so yeah so um we'll just quick recap what we picked um yeah. for nfl mvp i think it was a no-brainer we yeah. had aaron Rodgers. We both have rogers um you know playoffs excluded he was lights out this year he was lights out you know 48 touchdowns through the air he had three on the ground so 51 total touchdowns he was just insane yeah uh, very fun to watch great by him offensive player of the year would think be Derrick Henry I, we both had Derrick exactly. Henry yeah exactly. I mean he was one of what the four running backs in the NFL history to have 2,000 rushing yards eighth he became the eighth, eighth all time eighth, okay. but I think he just he, he adds a different element he can also catch out of the backfield like we said before, he's just one of those guys that is just a freak of nature. He's, he's unstoppable. Um, you know, he should be so much fun to watch. I, I hopefully for more than you know, four or five years. Yeah, because, a running back's career is a bit shorter than every other position, yeah. so we'll probably get another three or four year good, solid, you know, years out of him. Exactly, definitely well deserved. He could have been an MVP, you know, race. It's just it's a it's, quarterback driven league. league. Yeah. No um, question about that. Defensive player of the year. I think we both agreed it was TJ Watt. TJ Watt, yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of arguments that Aaron Donald should be in there, but I just think looking at what TJ Watt did and how, you know, how dominant it was for him this year yeah. and the numbers he put up, I don't think there's a question about it. Was, the it. only reason why it was close is just because of, you know, Aaron Donald gets more pressures. Right. But if you're looking just at terms of stats, uh, TJ Watt had 15 sacks, Aaron Donald only had 13 and a half. Yeah. Um, TJ White had 26 tackles for losses, and Aaron Donald had 20. Yeah. So I mean, they both had great seasons. Yeah, not uh, not more. If, not, if you not could, if you could give one to a person in each conference, that would be how it would work out. Yeah. But uh, there's only one, so it's going to go to yeah. So. There's going to go to TJ Watt, another yeah. great player that I think we're going to see for a really long time. Yeah. Um, the Watt parents have done a really good job of raising, you know, really, <laughs> really good defensive uh, uh, athletes. Edge, edge yeah. threats, yeah. Exactly. And uh, it'll be. Fun to see where J.J. Watt ends up this year. Yeah, he, there's, I don't think there's any chance that he's staying in Houston along with Deshaun Watson. So yeah, um, moving on to offensive. Oh no, you already said offensive player. Offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Excuse us. 
we actually had a kind of a toss-up, and I think this is what everybody's yeah. kind of feeling. It's between the two Justins. Yeah. Justin Herbert or Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson? You chose Herbert. I chose Jefferson. I think I'm going to be wrong just because it's a quarterback-driven league like we both said. Yeah. I think you're going to be right. Not mock, not knocking either person's exactly. seasons. They both had really good seasons. I just think that, you know, Herbert missed a week and Jefferson kind of exploded week one. And he had a very yeah. consistently good season with Kirk Cousins. Who and, was not very consistent this season, yeah. which is actually unlike Kirk Cousins. But yeah, it is. You know, it is what it is. I, I If you're going by talent-wise, and I think, you know, in terms of what type of value they gave to the team, I almost think Justin Jefferson was bigger, right. you know, yeah, Justin Herbert played really well, but they didn't really win games. And that's no. not on him. No, that's it's a not lot, him A lot of that was on coaching and on, you special know, teams. On, yeah, on defense and special teams. But, like we said, it's a quarterback-driven league. He did break, you know, Baker Mayfield's uh, touchdown, record. touchdown record for rookie quarterback. So he had a great season, both those guys. Yeah, they both broke rookie records. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a toss-up. I think Herbert will win eventually, but I'm still going to pick Justin Jefferson because yeah. the season that he had. And, you know, the Vikings needed a receiver to replace Stefan Diggs, and I think Justin Jefferson did just well doing that. Exactly. Uh, moving on to the defensive side, defensive uh, rookie of the year. I think we both... No question. Yeah, Chase, Chase Young. Young. Um, Shin had a good season, not knocking what he did with Carolina. Mm-hmm. He had a great season, but Chase Young looks like he's been in the league for, you know, yeah. five, six years already. He's just that dominant. Yeah, just, he already brings so much leadership you know he was given the captain, captain role yep. at the end of this regular season this year i think that just speaks volumes to how good he is uh we knew that coming into the draft obviously that's why he was drafted at that pick yep. um might have been the wrong pick for washington who needed a quarterback but you know what yeah, they have a franchise leader yeah they do so you know it's okay um moving on we had I believe comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. We had a toss up. Yeah. Um, I picked Alex Smith because of the story that he yeah. had to overcome. Seventeen I think, surgeries. Yeah, Alex Smith will probably win it anyway because of his story. I picked Ben because of the, the numbers that he had, and he had a very unbelievable season with Pittsburgh. But you know, not knocking the story, and I mean the fact that Alex Smith is even stepping on a football field to still play is insane. So I think he'll win it anyway, just because it's a better story for the NFL. Yeah, and he, he's probably going to retire after this season too. You know, he got hurt again, yeah. um, where he had some complications with the the calf muscle that was on the injured leg. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's sad, but like you said, just the fact that he got on the field, um, biggest thing probably for the NFL. Um, yeah. That was the same injury. That ironically ended uh, Joe Theismann's career, career yep. um, which happened on the, basically the same weekend, same, same field. Same yeah. week, same field, it was, same place. It's creepy, man. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, number standpoint, Ben, Big Ben had a great season this year. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't knock that. He did a great job. The only problem is he finished really poorly in the second half. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is, but I think, like you said, because of the story, they'll probably just give it to Alex Smith. Yeah, I agree. Um, coach of the year. You gave Sean McDermott the Bills. No, I thought you gave Stefanski. No, I thought he'd be like in the conversation, but okay, I gave it to Sean McDermott. I did Brian Flores. Yes, uh, you know I think looking at what the Bills have kind of become, they now that Brady is out of New England, uh, the Bills probably will run that division for a little bit, along well, with Miami. Hey, if Miami gets, it, I don't look. I, like I said, I was talking about this earlier. You know, give Tua, he's a young guy, you know, 
I talked about the Connor McDavid effect. You know, rookies don't always come into the league and just straight up. So you're gonna have to give these guys yeah. time to develop. Um, he didn't have OTAs. A lot of stuff was virtual. That's not helpful as a rookie. You know, we saw guys like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, but they were more developed quarterbacks coming into the draft. I don't know what two is going to be this year when he has on-field training and an, a proper off-season to be with and mentoring under Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or if Miami's just going to get another quarterback, there's in the Deshaun Watson trade talk. So I think with a quarterback or if Tua improves drastically in the off-season, we're going to see Miami also be competitive. I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. It'll just be a toss-up who wins that division. Obviously, Buffalo ran over Miami twice in the regular season. So Yeah, I, it'll be that will be a fun division to watch because you're yeah. going to have two really good teams. One, hey, don't, one, don't count the Jets out of that because with um, Salah there, you know, there's a lot of players that want to go there. If Watson goes, yeah, they there. they had some guys sit out yeah. this season too. They're they're like the thing about this is that, and this is what the league's kind of becoming. So it's definitely interesting to see. Um, the Bills are a team that specialize on offense, right. and that's what we're seeing right now with the trending of like the, the, the league is going in that direction. We we see it with the Chiefs. We see it with the Bills. You know. Obviously, with the 49ers last year, we saw that you know dominant defenses can still with get third you. Third and fourth string players. Yeah, exactly. But like we, you, the defense can get you to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how it works out. Yeah, you need for, an offense. For Miami, like their defense is probably top five in terms of just units. Like yeah, in right. terms of you know they they turn the ball over. Yeah, they yeah, they do that well. Yeah. So, but their offense is lacking. So if like you said, you know they get it together, then. We're probably going to be better than Bills. Bills don't have a great yeah. defense. They have a decent defense. And especially if they still pick at three, you know, adding a guy like Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. Yeah, and they, I mean, they have they have, they have three, three first-round yeah. picks. So, so we'll it'll probably, be interesting how it works we'll out. We'll see some really good additions probably on the offensive side of the ball. We might see an edge rusher for Miami or a linebacker. Yeah. I think their secondary is okay for now. They have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Yeah, they're, they're so pretty They're, they're pretty good secondary-wise. We'll probably see a, a late first-round pick be a front seven-man, but I think the first two will go offensively, probably an offensive line, and they're going to need a playmaker, a wide receiver. Devontae Parker, I love the guy. But he's, he's, he's getting older. He's made of glass. Yeah. He gets hurt all the time. I mean, Mike Isecki's good. I like him, too. He's probably a top five, if not a guaranteed top ten tight end in the league. So. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. with the talent he is. He's probably a top five in terms of talent, but yeah. he hasn't had the chance to produce. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he, he is becoming one of two of his favorite targets, which is huge. Yeah. He was also Ryan Fitzpatrick's like yeah. favorite target. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, at six foot six and as like, as he is, he, he wins a lot of catches. Yes, he he's does. he's not overly fast, but he, he's, he's very athletic. he's very athletic. Yeah, you look at a guy like Darren Waller, they're kind of the same makeup, you know, they're both Darren Waller's just guys. a lot faster. Yeah, he's just a lot faster, yeah. <laughs> um you know, in terms of size, you know, guess like he's not a very wide tight end, but he's he's very lengthy. He's got very strong hands. Yes, he does. Um, which is you know good for them. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, we we've seen a lot. You know, I I mentioned Kevin Stefanski just because of the kind of the turnaround they've had with the Browns. He, he'll probably win it. I'm not gonna lie. I've seen like now. Really? You know, I know we did the the this like a month ago or so. Yeah. You've seen a lot of the the ratings now coming up to this, and I think Stefanski's leading it. Oh really? Obviously, we don't know the. Th- like the final picks until tonight, but yeah, I think Stefanski will probably. Win. You know, I think I thought I thought it was always worth a mention. Um, you know, sometimes it goes to just who has the best record, but sometimes it's just yeah. who, who can make the best difference. Right. And I think for the Browns, who have just been in absolute turmoil in terms of you know consistency and head coaching and you know who's calling plays and who's not, they've been a disaster for the last you know two decades basically. Right. And I think Stefanski has come in and I. All the players have really like 
you know, molded themselves to him. You know, Baker Mayfield likes him. You know, he's a he, I think he's a pretty decent play caller. Yeah, I agree. You know, you know, I, I think for Cleveland this is good. You know, it'll be interesting to see what they want to do with, you know, Odell. The talks that he might be leaving this season. You know, Jarvis Landry played pretty well this season. Yeah, he did well in you know, his spot to step up. You have Nick Chubb. So I think if they can play their cards right, they are also a very good team. The yeah. NFC North, in my opinion, might be one of AFC the deep... North. Excuse me, yeah. AFC North probably has one of the deepest divisions in the league in terms of just teams that can win. Yeah. Um, you know, we see it. The Steelers can be a you know double-digit win team. The Ravens, even maybe though not, they don't... Maybe not this year for the Steelers. This, yeah, because it all depends about, about Big their Ben. Cap. And, yeah. yeah, and their cap. But, uh, you know, the Ravens, even though they don't win the postseason... Nope. They find a way to win the regular they season. The regular you can't season. knock that. Yeah. Um. You know. They have three competitive teams, and the Buc- Cleveland, Bengals. If Cleveland. Uh, Bengals. Cincinnati yeah. drafts well, with Joe Burrow, a full season to him. Not that they're gonna make the playoffs, but they're gonna they're gonna be competitive in that division. Yeah. But like we're seeing this now, it's hard to find a division, uh, a, a roster that's lacking a lot of talent, which is fun to watch in the NFL because we're seeing a lot of conferences be really really competitive. You'll see, yeah. the NFC West is gonna be really competitive this year with Stafford joining the Rams. Yep. If San Francisco gets a quarterback, that, that division is going to be really, really competitive. Seattle yeah, and Arizona yeah. coming up on their own. The NFC North might be the weakest division or the AFC South. NFC East is the weakest division. Well, yeah, but I like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So I'll give the NFC East, NFC North, and the AFC South. Those are going to be real weak divisions yeah. this this year. But besides that, you see a lot the NFC South is competitive with Tampa now. I think Atlanta as a Falcons fan, I, yeah. hopefully they're going to be competitive this year if they draft properly. Uh, I, Carolina's been decent. You know, they'll have a full season of McCaffrey. New Orleans is obviously super good. young defense. Yep. Carolina's a super young defense. Yep, we mentioned Tampa. I mean, there's going to be a lot of divisions that are going to be really competitive. Besides those three that I named, because I think the NFC North is going to go to Green Bay. Without question, there's no team that's... I mean, the Vikings are okay. Yeah. The Bears still don't have a quarterback, so maybe if they get their guy, they're going to be okay. Yeah, their defense is great. They probably have... They yeah. have one of my favorite defenses to watch. Yeah, yeah. They are, they're good. They're very underrated. Yeah, Cleo Mack, Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller. They're, yeah. they're very fun to watch. Um, but, like you said, right now, as long as Aaron Rodgers is there, they kind of just own that division. You know, until yeah. the Packers can find... Like, the Packers... Not the Packers, excuse me. The Vikings have a team I think yeah, in my they opinion do. they have a good defense but they're getting older yeah they are they have Dalvin Cook they like we we talked about Justin Jefferson Adam Thielen that's good you know Earth but Smith is good I think they need a playmaker at quarterback to kind of help them I out I agree Kirk Cousins is more of a game manager than yeah. anything else so um, but you know what so the awards will come out tonight I don't know what time yeah I don't know I think it's at 8 o'clock 8.30 probably um, it's always usually pretty later um, you know the Super Bowl's tomorrow this has been a great NFL season regardless. You know, I think, you know, props to that league for getting it done through the, you know, the pandemic. Obviously, it's been hard this year, um, you know, especially in terms of you didn't know what was going to happen, how things were going to play out. We, we've seen other leagues do, you know, bubbles. You know, that doesn't exactly work for NFL stadiums. Um, Not really, no. I mean, it's, can't really bubble teams anymore. Exactly. So, you know, you know, props to them for getting a full season in. Yeah. You know, this has been fun to watch. I mean... You know, I know there was some, you know, in the beginning, precautionary measures about teams not having OTAs and training camp. But I think for the most part, it really, really played well. Yeah. I mean, we saw, you know, basically almost two quarterbacks go for 5,000 yards this year with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. You know, obviously, you know, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, in effect, him, he threw for 48 touchdowns. 
So this has been a great season. The only thing I'll say about that is, you know, without the preseason, we saw a lot of players get hurt, which which is tough. But we saw a lot of superstars get hurt, like McCaffrey, Saquon yeah. Barkley. All, I mean, we saw a lot of superstars get hurt. Unfortunately, some of that stuff's freak injuries, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of it, like, we saw a lot of, like, weird, like, muscle pulls and all that. And, like, you look at San Francisco, they were riddled with injuries. And a lot of that has yeah. to do with just not having a preseason and jumping right into, like, full competitive matchups. Yeah, but at that point, it also becomes, you know, some of the stuff, like, that happens on your own. Yeah, like, no, I'm not saying you know, that you can fully blame it on that. I'm exactly. Just that, you know, I, I'm nothing against the NFL. They did a great job getting it going. We're seeing a lot of leagues have success doing bubbles like you said mm-hmm. props the NFL for getting these teams to travel and you know besides a couple of teams who had some pretty bad outbreaks you know the NFL was pretty good under control yeah I mean we, we saw what the Ravens have a few Titans. Titans but you know they it, it got it under control they, they yeah, addressed with, the problems that made that happen and they rescheduled the games you know personally for me I loved having games during the week like the you know, Tuesdays and Wednesdays yeah, Tuesdays, we Wednesdays you know having games like Almost all week was fun. To, I mean, we had one week where it was, what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, Friday, yeah, and yeah, Sunday games. It was awesome. Like, having football during the week is something that I would love to see happen. Obviously, it probably won't happen because it's, cause it's tough, you know, in it's terms tough of short schedules. Teams don't get rest. So yeah. I, I understand that. But it was just fun to have. I mean, as a hockey fan, we get games every night. So <laughs> it's yeah. it was fun to have probably my favorite league having games during the week. And it's something to look forward to. But yeah. props to the NFL for getting it done. So, yeah. And going forward, you know, we'll start covering stuff that happens in the offseason. It's going to be huge. Um, you know, this upcoming week, obviously on Tuesday, we will address what happens on the Super Bowl. And then we'll go from there. Next Thursday, we're probably looking at the start of talking about some stuff that's happening in other leagues, maybe the NHL, some, you know, yeah, MLB. MLB offseason. We, we have a lot well. of stuff to talk about with Nolan Arenado and Trevor Bauer we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, we've, um, uh, you have a lot of hockey to learn before yes, you know, I do, yeah. we fully get into hockey. I mean, we'll probably talk about the Devils a lot just because I'm personally a Devils fan. Um, so you'll probably see that covered a lot. And, you know, because you, you hang around uh my family quite a lot you'll probably watch some devil's games here so it'll be fun exactly. to talk about that yeah so all right everybody enjoy your super bowl sunday yeah, if you're stay in, safe. yeah if you're in the east coast we're supposed to get another six to eight inches of snow this sunday really yes so starting at 5 a.m <sighs> so if that's the case i hope you get shoveled out before you go to your super bowl parties because mm-hmm. you know you, hopefully snow doesn't ruin your super bowl yeah. because that would suck that would be terrible you know Luckily for the people that are playing in the Super Bowl, it's down in Tampa Bay, so it should be nice, bright, and shiny. So that's that's it for us. You know, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday, and have a great rest of the weekend. Peace.